Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Agents podcast, the real estate podcast that brings you short business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with some of our industry's leading minds. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. What is going on, Next Level Agents? I am Kevin Kaufman, as you know, and this right here, as I promised, is Tyler Hickson from Open Door. Tyler, how's it going, buddy? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Happy to do this. I'm actually really glad we finally got the the opportunity to do this. You and I had the chance to have coffee, what, three or four weeks ago now? Mm -hmm. I guess maybe more like four weeks ago, and uh, I thought, I really wish the group of Next Level Agents could just be sitting here with us in this coffee shop. That one probably went a little bit long for, for video. <laughs> so I think we probably sat there for about two and a half hours. Yeah. But um, what the thing is that struck me though in that while we were having coffee, and, and obviously we talked we talked about a lot that had nothing to do with real estate, but we talked a lot about real estate. We talked a lot about your company, Open Door. And I just was, I had the overwhelming sense during that uh, conversation to go, you know what? I know that I've not ever been threatened by you guys. Uh, by Open Door, and that I've embraced it. But I would love it if more people in our industry got to know you better and understood it. Because I would say that the iBuyer right now is maybe the most understood, misunderstood thing in our industry. And so besides data. And uh, so I thought it'd be great if you came on and just kind of share with us a little bit about your background and let people get to know you and like your role at Open Door and Open Door, you know, I just figured we can have a good conversation for an hour and kind of yeah. bring a, bring a lot of value to our agents. Perfect. Cool. So why don't we just start with like, who's Tyler and how, how the heck did you end up working for a company called Open Door? Yeah. So I fell in uh, really like ass backwards by accident. <laughs> like awesome. Very serendipitous. Um, so uh, primarily... Uh, I started my career as an English teacher, high school English teacher in a small uh, rural high school in eastern North Carolina. And I taught for four years before I made the leap into real estate. Uh, got on was with uh, Jessica Edwards out at, in Wilmington, North Carolina with Cobalt Bankers. Shout Jessica. out to Jessica. Yeah. Uh, so she gave me my first start. And then eventually I uh, ended up uh, representing a, a small developer and two local builders. Uh, had a 60 home community out there. Did all the sales and marketing for it. And uh, really sort of started getting some trajectory going and, and then uh, for family circumstances moved to Phoenix like all of a sudden um, at the end of 2015. I came on and got on with the builder out here uh, and of course being the new guy they stick you in a closeout community of <laughs> and so they put me out in the West Valley. Uh, they were sitting on this spec for like eight months that nobody could sell. So I went over there, there was a family in there, they loved it. Uh, they had a home to sell uh, that they, we were like walking through the contingency options, et cetera. They told me about this thing called Open Door so comp their house hold on this family told you about this thing called open door yes okay yeah at a time when a hardly consumer, anybody knew about it a yeah. consumer told yeah. you about open door <laughs> a consumer told me about open door it's interesting so they showed me the website i said it's either great or it's a total scam right so let's go ahead and let's get an offer let's see what happens and we'll, we'll kind of take it from there they went home they submitted the offer request the offer came back the valuation was right in the middle of the, the comp band that i gave them uh, the total fee was only seven and a half percent and they were able to sign with Open Door and sign with me. And less than a month later, they just moved right from their current home into that brand new home. Hold, hold on a second. How, what year was this? This was uh, 2016, very okay. beginning of 2016. Okay, so two and a half, oh, going on three years ago yeah. now. Okay, cool. So that's how you heard about Open Door. Yeah. And then, okay, so, so you're, going, you're going, what, 
what just happened here? Yeah. <laughs> What's who's open door? And then then what happened? Yeah. So immediately I was like applying for jobs. I was like, I'll take whatever, you whatever know, they have. whatever they have. Uh, came in, ended up uh, joining the company in May of 2016. Uh, at the time, we were just coming out of the phase where we were trying to determine product fit, right? So we were trying to prove like, can we actually buy houses directly from homeowners via this online platform? Um, and so I was brought in. They said, hey, go figure out how to work with real estate agents. We hadn't bought homes off the MLS before. Interesting. And at the time, uh, we went from buying you know, about 45 houses to 145 houses a month. Uh, and we were really starting to get our foothold in, in Phoenix. Uh, so then flash forward, you look at uh, now we're buying hundreds of homes across Phoenix. We were in two markets at the time. Now we're in 14 markets uh, with a goal to be in, in 40 markets by the end of 2020. A goal to be in 40 markets by the end of 2020? Yeah. Okay, so that's not very far away. All right, so I want to go backwards for a second if I could, but then I want to pick up at 40 markets okay. in 2020. So what I, I knew that part of the story, obviously. You, mm -hmm. you told me that. And the reason I wanted to share that with uh, with our viewers and our listeners was the fact is, dude, you're a real estate agent. I mean, you were a teacher before that, right. which it's uncanny how many teachers end up as real estate agents. Actually, uh, there's a super awesome agent on our team who was a, was a, was a teacher as well before getting into real estate. We were kind of whole talk, talking about the whole dynamic yesterday, but I want people to understand the, the, the fact that you're a real estate agent, you're, yeah. you're a realtor. That's actually how you found your way to open door. So um, you understand what it's like to go out and prospect for business and how to, how to live on commission only. Like you get yeah. that piece of our world. And so I, I kind of wanted to just share that for like a standpoint of like, like that's that's yeah. a connection that you and I have and that you have with basically everybody in this group too that most people don't realize. Mm -hmm. So okay. So and it's funny you say that because agents will call our support line uh, and because I'm the realtor for Open Door in Phoenix, uh, we even got the question last week of people wonder if I'm actually just a computer, right? They're like is is there sort of a, a real person? Like is there is there is there, is there is there a big like uh, iMac back there right. that's got the it's got a sticker on it that says Tyler? Yeah. <laughs> this is Tyler. That would be awesome. You know what? You, uh, so a little known, little known fact is that everyone's got stickers with their of like yeah, basically themselves. Emojis, yeah, it's like their emoji. Um, and you gotta like put one on a computer there, and yeah. just like we'll, I'll have my wife make you a label. Okay. This is Tyler. Okay, and we'll put Perfect. that on a computer there. <laughs> so I, th I think that'd be so cool. Uh, so okay. So at any rate, uh, so back to so open door. So forty. 40 markets by 2020. Correct. Okay. That's aggressive. That's awesome. And, and, and you started in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So obviously before you got there, they started in Phoenix. Uh, it's been a few years ago now. Tell us like the backstory, like how did it get started? Like, you know, Eric is obviously CEO and founder. Right. Um, anything that you can share with us about why and where it got started. And, and obviously, and you guys have raised open doors, raised a significant amount of money, obviously in backing, which in my mind tells me that the money out in the VC world goes, hey, there's a need for that. That actually, that can be a future, what's going on here. And you and I have talked about that before because that, it's obvious now, right? That's proven. Um, so talk to us, talk to me a little bit about that, like the maybe the early days of Open Door and what you guys have learned and stuff. I mean, so I'm thinking if you're going to 40 markets within the next basically year to two years, um, you've got a lot of groundwork already laid. right? Yeah, so uh, Eric, our founder and CEO, uh, is an Arizona native, grew up in Glendale, 
uh, went to college at U of A and during the downturn um, actually started investing in properties. And so uh, within a few years, I think he bought around 25 homes and uh, really like genuinely understood sort of the pain points of the buying and selling experience uh, and started uh, sort of like iterating around how to solve those those issues. Okay. Uh, he went on to found a couple of, of companies, uh, one of which uh, was uh, called Movity, which was acquired by Trulia. And so he ran product at Trulia uh, before coming out and, and starting Open Door uh, with our other three three co-founders. But essentially it's it's looking at what are the, what are sort of the the most functional pain points in the experience and how do we leverage those into into uh, positives, right? Which uh, one is certainty. Right. So in, in selling a home traditionally, there's there's a lack of certainty across the board. Right. Until you actually get to the finish line. Right. So um, is my home going to sell? <laughs> right. Is my agent going to do a good job? Yep. How long is it going to take? How much am I going to net? What like it's all it's a lot of what ifs all the yep. way through from beginning to end. Right. Uh, speed. It's a very slow transaction. It's one of the slowest transactions in terms Ever. of like a, a, a commodity that we, yep. that we have. Right. So. Um, you don't know how long it's going to take. You don't know what you're actually going to walk away with. And it's a very inconvenient experience, right? Um, it is. You know, as agents, we love listings, but like as sellers, we don't love listings, <laughs> right? Uh, you've got strangers, you got cleaning, you got repairs. Like it's just, it's a major inconvenience to your life um, in an already stressful and uncertain scenario. Right. right. So we took those three biggest pain points and figured out how do we like create uh, the inverse of each of those. Okay. Right? So one is certainty, right? We make the offer. We present all the fees. Everything's transparent up front. You pick your closing date. So now you're controlling the timeline. Uh, so speed can be fast or it can be slow, uh, depending on your what's best for your situation. Okay. You know exactly how much you're going to walk away with up front as fast as possible. If at any point you decide it's not for you, you can cancel at any time. And then we add in the convenience, right? There's no showings. There's no prep. There's no anything else. You get all of your time uh, back. And then you essentially are getting... Uh, you know, our goal really is, right, is to inject ourselves into the process at the point in which you're ready to transact. So you're ready to sell your home. You come to Open Door. We tell you, here's what we think your home's going to sell for. Here's how long we think it's going to take. We're going to go ahead and meet you at your net proceeds up front, give you liquidity, go ahead and move on, and then we take on the risk of selling the home in your place. And provided that we predicted correctly, then we sell the home in that time frame and we make a small percentage on the back end. You know, I'd never put it, I never like, connected to it this way you you're basically i you just said something made me go okay so you're just saying i'm just going to take the place of the seller yeah. i'm going to just switch places with the seller here's the money you're going to walk away with anyways um and i'm just going to do really this for good you. at data we're really yeah. good at predicting here's so, your money we're so confident we'll write you a check today and then we'll sell that house in your place. Okay. And so I'm going to just ask the question then because it's going to get asked. I've seen it asked. Yeah. I've seen it asked before tons of times. And and that, by the way, anybody who's watching this live on Facebook, please feel free to type a question in the comment and, and Tyler and I will, will get to those for sure. But okay. So you're saying, oh, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, Mr. or Mrs. Seller, we're going to switch places with you. Mm -hmm. um, and if my data is correct, and everything's right. I'm going to make a little bit of money for doing this. The one question I constantly see is not not the one, but one of the ones I constantly mm -hmm. see is, well, how can you how, how can you operate on such thin margins? And what if you're wrong? Um, you're going to lose. You can't be. You can't make a profit losing money. Right. So how do you respond to that? Because I know it's a common question and a common theme that const constantly comes up for you. Yeah. Well, when your goal is to have hairline margin. 
right? Then accuracy is key. So if you think yeah. uh, right now the goal is to be right in the middle, have just as many hits as you do misses, okay. right? And over time, we want to get smarter and reduce that variance right. uh, for how accurate we are in that homeless valuation so that eventually we are like 99.9% .9 accurate every time, right? In which case, making a small amount of money over many, many transactions uh, repeatedly, especially when we are immediately reselling the home, right? We're not buying and holding the home. Uh, so at that point, you're then you know, cycling that through and you can afford to do that on very thin margins. So that, that was one thing too that, uh, that I learned about your company is obviously, so you're looking to, um, you guys are pushing these homes through. So the money is constantly moving, right? It might come out, but the, it's also, it goes out, but it's also coming back very quickly, right. which allows you to operate at such a high velocity. Right. So um, that's a, obviously a key factor in there. Okay, so, but how do you get that good? Nobody's that good at valuing homes. So how, how do you get that good? Well, it starts with uh, like smart people, okay. right? So, right. <laughs> taking really smart people, yeah. uh, people who have lived and breathed and worked in this space for, for years and then equipping them with data and technology that's like completely world-class, right? Um, when we value homes, like we are humans valuing homes. We are agents, we're former appraisers, we're analysts. Going through, we're doing traditional CMA approach. Anywhere from one to three CMAs is being done on every every property before an offer price is determined. And so uh, imagine if all you had to do every day was do CMA work on houses. Like, Sorry, I just had a little, <laughs> I just had a physical response to that. No, right. I had a bunch of friends that sold REOs back in the day and they, that was yeah. their life because yeah. they were doing 20 to 40 of those BPOs a day. And you're real good. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, looking at between the, the, you know, the data we have and the human intuition and like the expertise in the market, mm -hmm. uh, being able to accurately value that home as it stands and, and project the days on market uh, is, is, we know as much as a, an artist it is a science. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's where, that's where most of it starts. So I think that's key. Um, I, I think that's key that you just said it's just as much of an art as it is science. Cause I, I feel like now I could be wrong. Maybe it was just my perception of the perception, but I feel like the perception is kids just using computer data right. and it's not a human being who's coming up with that offer price number. It's like, you're putting the address into a computer and out spits an offer. I feel like that's probably the perception, right. but when you say art and science, that's taking all the data I have available mm -hmm. and then also going, taking the knowledge I know and, and what I know from, I'll call it my, my street knowledge or the tribe knowledge of like what actually yeah, happens. Literal street knowledge. I know what's going Lit on in that neighborhood because yeah. I live there. Yeah. Um, so when you're looking at, we're not just doing a handful of major adjustments on a home, right? We're doing right. up, you know, up to an over 200 granular adjustments on every comp uh, in every valuation. So we're looking at the differences in countertops. We're looking at uh, trims and finishes, landscaping, uh, you know, external obsolescence. Like we're, we're taking into account all of these factors and we can, uh, you know, calculate down to, uh, you know, a very, very granular uh, detail, the difference between each individual home to ensure that we're as accurate as possible. Wow. So, um, so I'm assuming you only get that accurate with the, like a lot of practice. Yeah, a lot of practice and a lot of data. Okay, so can we talk about that for a minute? I mean, sure. so here we are. I you get started in Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was it was it was home base for you. Or so I still is home base. Um, but I mean, you started with one transaction, right? A couple of years ago, there was one transaction that happened, and then there was another, and then there was another. Where like where have you guys? 
give us an idea of Phoenix only. Like, how has this grown over the last four years? Yeah. So, uh, like you said, it starts with one, uh, and then we look at, hey, we really want to buy ten homes this month. Uh, and then like, that was like I, the wild goal. Right? That was yeah. like the wild goal. Uh, when I joined, we you know we put on the board we want to buy thirty homes this month. Right? We want to buy a home a day. Uh, now we're buying anywhere from three to four hundred homes a month in Phoenix. Three oh, three to four hundred homes a month in Phoenix. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, that's outstanding. Like th those are big numbers. Yeah. So it's a couple few thousand a year. Correct. Okay. Um, what's, can I ask like, what's the next biggest market outside of Phoenix? Uh, they are all growing significantly. So if you look somewhere like Raleigh Durham, which is actually okay. that was October, 2016. Um, but I think we're pushing like a 5% market share in Raleigh currently. Wow. Yeah. In two years. Yeah. Basically two years. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, I'm sorry, that was uh, in one year, October 2017. Oh, 17. Okay, yeah. wow. Okay, so that's significantly faster. Yeah. Um, I know, you, okay, can, can we run through like the cities you're in? Because we, the reason I say is like the listeners and, and, and viewers are from all over the country right. and there are different cities. And I, and I think a lot of folks, um, one of the things that you and I were talking about before we started recording this was I, I had a revelation recently that there's some people who think, um, oh my gosh, Open Door's out to get me. Or, you know, all these other iBuyers, if you will, are out to get me. And then there's other people who go, eh, I don't really think they're they're nothing. They're not gonna do anything to us, or they're not they're not even in my market. I think it's because they're just not in their market, right? Um, so would you kind of run down with where you're at as far as like anything I'm not gonna obviously ask you to disclose anything that would be mm -hmm. confidential information in the company, but like where you're going next or or, or maybe the next few maybe major targets or something like that. But can, can we run through at yeah, least the list? Yeah, I'll run through the list. I hate to do that no, too yeah. on the spot. I should have told yeah, you that no, beforehand, it's, it's but I didn't think about it. the I need, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Phoenix, Dallas-Fort Worth, okay. Las Vegas, okay. Atlanta, Houston, San Antonio, Nashville, Orlando, Tampa, Charlotte, Raleigh, Minneapolis, uh, Sacramento, uh, upcoming is Riverside, Denver, uh, Portland, uh, Austin and Jacksonville. Those are the ones we've released on our site. Wow. Okay. So that is like, that's big, man. Yeah. Those are some big markets with some, some heavy volume going on. Um, well, so, so talk to me next. Like, let, let me ask you this. Cause I know part of your job has been, I know you're the agent in Phoenix, but you also, you, it seems to me like every time I talk to you, you're, you've got your hands in something different going on. Tell me some of the stuff that you like Tyler does for open door, like your responsibilities and some, what are like, what are some of your initiatives and how is an agent community? Can we support that? And why shouldn't I be scared of it? Yeah. So most of my work, you know, on the day to day is, is being with people like you, right. Trying to figure out how, how can we help agents like push this forward? Right. right. Uh, because ultimately at the end of the day, no matter what's changing, like Zillow, open door, uh, you know, ribbon, all these, like all these, these different models and entrants are coming into the marketplace. Uh, but ultimately like somebody like me can, is only one option, right? Uh, ultimately the agent is the one who can be at the center of that transaction and can be like the mother hen we're supposed to be and pull all of these hens, uh, you know, pull all of these things in and, and show the seller uh, or the buyer, Hey, here's all of your opportunities. I, as the expert, I'm going to like walk you through each of these. Uh, we can explore all these opportunities. And we're going to pick what's best for you, right? Uh, you know, when I look at the, what is the future of the agent, the future of the agent isn't just to to list and sell a home or to like identify and show a home. It's to 
explore like the broader opportunities and models within the industry and help connect all the dots and like plug in the piping for the for the client that gets them the the best opportunity and the best outcome to get from A to Z when whatever their path is right um, so a lot of my work and, and sort of branching out from like the specific day-to-day -day contract operations, um, which I did for a long time, uh, started around the question of going to agents and saying like, in what world would you take my offer to a listing appointment, right? Would you feel like safe, secure, and confident enough that presenting my offer is actually good for the seller, it's good for you, and it's good for me? and spent nearly a year <laughs> talking to agents and, and like wow. doing workshops on whiteboards and figuring out like, what is the magical way? There is a, there is a way that exists, right? And we can, we just have to like think through it and, and workshop it enough to find out what happens. Uh, and, and we did. And so now uh, the way we look at it, agents is like being a tool for agents. So how can we provide everyone essentially a guaranteed option? How can we give you a second product to offer when you walk into that, that seller, you know, prospects house, you're looking at, I can list this home and, you know, it's, it's a both and not an yeah. either or. So I can, I can list it. We can sell it. Like, what do you want to achieve? I've got something hiding in my jacket. That's a magical solution. Right. Right. Um, and so now primarily working with agents to like take that and really like put it to use. We're, you know, collaborating on marketing strategies to generate new top of funnel leads, right? Obvious consumer demand there is for the instant transaction. Right. Zillow laughed at us in 2015 and then they were too late to the game in 2018. Right. Because clearly people are looking for a sell, not a gamble. Right. Like people don't want to list. They yeah. want to sell. So how can we help people sell their homes better, faster and for more money? And more money doesn't necessarily mean more top line. Right. Like more money means more opportunity. It means more equity, means more power, means speed to execute. Right. Yep. Depending on, on what the goal is. How often is it? that? I mean, I mean, that's a rhetorical question, but how often is it that speed is actually the thing that we're looking for? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes convenience is the thing we're looking for. I'll pay more when it's when it's easier and if it saves me time. Yeah. Especially me. And I know I'm not the only one, but like I'm, I'm, I'm fairly impatient. And so if there is a, if I can pay an extra, whatever, 5%, 10% to buy something, but faster and I don't have to wait in line. I, I almost always take that option. Yeah. If like I can it, get free two day shipping or I can get my groceries dropped yeah. off at my door or I can ride in an Uber. Like, absolutely. I signed up for Amazon prime the minute it was available. Yeah. I'm like, wait, two days shipping for free. I'm in, you know? And, and so, but I, it's you, first of all, you said a lot there. I, you, what I appreciate is that you said, well, how can I make this a win for everybody, including the agent? And the reason why that stands out to me is I think a lot of agents um, maybe don't feel that way um, and based purely on they think they're supposed to feel that way, right? They think they're supposed to be afraid of you. They think they should be threatened by Open Door uh, and, and all the other iBuyers out there. And the reality is you're saying, I'm trying to work with you. Yeah. Why, why would you keep, like you guys, you guys have raised a lot of money, right? And my guess is you're not going to have trouble raising more money. Uh, and you're not going to have trouble fight with any sort of funding situation at all. So, you know, I think some of us could go, dude, you don't need me. Like I'm the agent. I just, I, I got the real estate license. You don't really need me. Why shouldn't I be afraid of you? Like, how do you respond to, to those comments. I know most of them don't usually ask you that that nicely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's usually a little more combative, but 
seriously though, so if I'm an agent, I'm worried. Maybe I'm in one of the newer markets. Like, let's say I'm an yeah. agent in Austin, Texas, right, or Portland, or where so one of the places you're going very soon. And I'm going, oh crap. I, I've read the headlines. I know how much money they've raised. Mm-hmm. They're already buying 400 houses a month in Phoenix. Uh, they've already got 5% share in one year in Raleigh, Durham. They're out to get me. Why shouldn't I be afraid of you? Well, uh, for one, every agent in your office, right, is more of a threat to you in getting clients than I am, right? right. You know, when we have agents who say, well, I lost a listing to Open Door. My past clients sold their home to you. I go, is that that's not a me problem right that's a you that's, problem they didn't think of you you didn't call them enough you didn't yeah. send them something on your birthday like you didn't stay top of mind you didn't put in yep. the effort people don't just magically come back because you put uh you know uh, brian buffini's referral line in your email right <laughs> you send them the gold sticker right you have to you have to like create value right and creating value is not a stagnant thing right it's dynamic it changes yes. over time it evolves so if you want to provide value like go figure out how to provide that value and like uh, be front of mind for all of those clients. Um, you know, when we look at uh, same thing, like the agents in your office, they, you know, everybody's competing for the same seller, right? I'm competing for the same seller you are, yep. right? But once you get that seller, can all those agents, others agents in your office, like buy that property? Of course. At what percentage of value? Yeah, what they're willing to sell it for? No, no, the other agents in your office, those those competing agents. Oh. Uh, when you get a, when that person turns into a client, I'm no longer your competition, right? right. I'm your buyer. Now you're the buyer, yeah. And I can come in, I can buy that house for 94, 95% of value. Oh, yeah. Right? So when you look at uh, the other people around you, it's it's trying to figure out, it's all just like real estate is nothing but solution providing, right? Yeah. So get creative with your solutions. Um, you know, we look at, uh, there's like, there's just so much like worry out there, right? But the reality is like, it, we can create like an excellent experience. We can create a world-class product and we can do it at a cost and convenience that like is on right? What Open Door can never provide is that like local, hyper-local expertise and like personal trust and connection to like navigate through that, right? right? If we're out shopping for homes and you're my buyer's agent, you know, Open Door can have a great home, a great product, and they can sell it to you at a great price, but they can't tell you like, how does this impact your commute to work? Or yeah. like, what are the schools like? There's just so much like personal, like the personal therapeutic and like guidance and expert that no product is ever going to like replace, right? So just, you know, the role and like the core functions of the agent are shifting. Uh, and it's all just about like, how do you navigate and find where where your new superpower is, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny you said something. You reminded me of uh, one of our next level agent members and, and frequent speaker, Jason Abrams, who's a, who's a good friend of mine. Jason said um, on a video we did, we actually did, did uh, Facebook Live here in this group was, the way to beat the computer, referring to high tech, is to simply be more human. Yeah. And I just heard you say that in a different way. You also remind me of something else. Somebody, uh, something else that Steve Valentine said, a good friend of mine, Steve, who does a lot of deals himself, right? Whether both as an agent, as an investor, he says, he had said something to the effect of, listen, most agents walk into a listing appointment and they're thinking, I'm just going to get this listing. But what they're not thinking is what are, what are all the solutions I could be offering the seller? And when I think back to the core of when I was learning real estate at the very beginning and some of the people I looked up to and, and still do, quite frankly, you know, they taught me all, it's all about like, hey, you, we're a fiduciary and 
we're looking to, they, they have a problem, right? It may not seem like a problem, but they've got a problem. And we've got to provide solutions and potential options for them to solve that problem. Whether that's selling a house, whether it's buying a house, could be renting, could be helping them avoid foreclosure, whatever. The point is they've got a problem and we we could have a solution. And are we thinking solutions or are we trying to, as real estate agents, a lot of us do, probably nobody listening to this, but are we trying to just railroad them into the solution that fits us the best? And my, my guess is a lot of folks operate in that mindset as opposed to what's best for the consumer. Well, and what's some of the consequence to that? It's like what drove us all into this field, right? And half people say freedom, right? And really we know it's more like autonomy, but real estate agents end up working seven days a week 14 hour days and like you you didn't achieve any of that like freedom uh and we we like you said you can plug into here's the one thing i know i can do let me try and cram everything into that right uh but agents approach me and we like have these conversations all in markets all across the country where we're looking at uh it's really about like number of clients served right and by figuring out what other tools and models and solutions are out there i can actually serve more clients with a provide a higher fiduciary level of service uh, and save myself and my clients a lot of time. Yeah. Right. So when you look at, uh, you know, instead of like closing, you know, putting your blinders onto everything around you, all of these other things around you can actually just help make you a more optimized provider. Um, totally. and, and it's good for everyone, right? Like I don't need, if you're, if you're bringing my offers to sellers, like, I don't need the seller to remember me when the transaction's over. Right? I don't want them to remember you. The more they're driving people to you as somebody who took care of them, no matter what the opportunity was. And we know that because we have a, a good product at a good price, you're going to present that option. That's like the win-win-win, right? Clients get best service. You're still involved in the transaction. You're providing value. Yep. I get a house on the platform. And then we just go on to the next one. Cool. So um, let's, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. So... Okay, so I'm a real estate agent. Uh, maybe I'm already in one of the mar- maybe I'm in one of the markets where you guys are already in. Maybe it's uh, I'm in a market you're coming to mm-hmm. soon. What, what, and I'm and I've decided, you know what? I'm not afraid of open door. I'm not afraid of the eye buyers. Um, I'm going to take Tyler's advice here, and I'm going to embrace this. What what should I be doing? Like, what's the message that you would relate to that agent? Maybe I'm an agent in uh, Sacramento, California and, or Phoenix for that matter. And I've just, I've, I've kept it at arm's length or I've just sort of ignored it, but now I'm willing to go, you know what? I'm okay, cool. They're here. What should I be doing? Like, how can I embrace um, open door and make that both a win for me, win for them, you guys, win for my, for my sellers to be, uh, what's the advice you'd give that agent? So uh, I'm, I'll look at it through a couple of different okay. lenses, right? Um, if I'm looking at this today, right? To, today I have, uh, you know, I've got some active listings. Maybe I've got some upcoming listings. Like go ahead and get an offer today, right? Go opendoor.com slash agents. Take a couple of minutes, like get an offer, right? Test drive it. Let's see see how the value the valuation comes back. Look through the contract, like reach out to me. I'll walk through it with you. We can go through the, the, the benefits when you're presenting it to the seller of like, controlling the timeline, canceling at any time, and like the ability to go ahead and make an offer on the next home today, right? Um, If I'm looking at, okay, for the next 10 listing appointments I'm walking into, right? I've got uh, plan A, right? Which is getting the listing agreement, setting that course of action, and like writing that ship, right? And then when I walk out that door from getting that listing agreement signed, 
I'm an expert and I know all the buyers and investors in the industry. I'm going to go ahead before we hit the market next week. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can get us get us an offer or two, right? Because that's how awesome I am as an agent, right? And so then I'm going to come in. I'm going to go to open door. I'm going to get an offer and be able to come back and present that offer and decide, hey, we can go ahead and take this now, and here's where the opportunity can take us, or we can we still have our plan A and we can go to market and we know uh, relatively where between like our plan list price and what say open door is willing to purchase it. We know sort of we have a variance level, right? right? Uh, so you can use the, the, the power of the offer, right? Is It's a really good um, coaching tool with the client, right? Whether it's expectation setting, it's opportunity optimizing, it's like <laughs> like whatever it is. Right. You can use it in a hundred different ways depending on that, on that client's circumstance, right? Or like the, you know, however it's working for you. Um, you know, if, if, if I quit open door today and you gave me $5,000 and I joined AXP and said, all right, go generate some business. Like I'm going to go market like a trade-in program, right? I've got a market trade-in program. We've got a guaranteed, Ooh. you know, offer. We can get your home sold today. All we got to do is worry about getting you in that next home. You don't have to move in 120 days because we got to plan out two transactions. Like let's go buy that home, right? Don't even worry about the first home. Let's just go get it done. Let's buy that home. Let's achieve your goal. And in less than you know 30 days, you can move right into that, that home of your dreams. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, okay, cool. So I think that's some, I think there's some really solid advice in there. And I think there's some actionable things that could take, take as an agent. Um, now talk to me, like, what's the, okay. We said 40, 40 markets by 2020. Mm-hmm. So I get that. That's a lot. Like share with us as, as much as you can. Obviously, the, like there's obviously confidential information, but what's the future look like for Open Door? Like where are you guys taking this? Because um, it's obvious that you guys you guys are learning a lot. You're gaining a lot of knowledge. Uh, you have a lot of data, a lot of transactions on your belt, both on the buy side and the sell side. You've experimented with different things within the agent community to go, hey, can we do this and can we do that? Where do you see the next 24, 36 months for Open Door going? Uh, things that maybe just as a regular consumer or an agent as myself hadn't thought about. Like, what are some of the cool things you think that uh, Open Door will do over the next few years? So, like, our, our mission as a company is, is we're out there to, to make it, to empower everyone with the freedom to move, right? And so, empower everyone. Did you? I want to, I want to, I'm going to pause yeah. you. I hope you listen to how clear he was about their mission statement, empower everyone with the freedom to move. You said, and I would challenge that most real estate agent business owners aren't that clear on their mission. And so that, sorry, that stuck out to me. And I thought that was a nice little lesson yeah, right there. Well, And the reality that cool. that's good for all of us and an independent research uh, firm did a study last year and they found that if, uh, Everyone is able to, if everyone moved one additional time in their life, it would increase the overall transaction volume by 40%, right? It's an absurd That is absurd. Right, you're looking at like several trillion dollars in transaction volume happening out there, right? Which for agents is a great thing, wouldn't we? (laughs) We would all love to have Uh, that extra 40%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an agent, yes, yes. I would like that much more. Over the course of your career, right? Yeah. So with us taking the ability to like easily unlock the equity in your home and move it into another location, like makes moving simple and easy, right? So the the simpler and easier and low cost we can make the moving experience, the more people are going to be able to move, right? The more frequently right. and with more ease. Like right now we tend to move because we have to, not because we want to, right? And because real estate is the hardest like 
piece of your money to easily like unlock and transfer, right? You can go to, you know, CarMax or wherever and trade in your car in an hour, yep. right? Uh, but you can't do that in, in real estate yet, right? Yet. Imagine, you know, where you can do that, um, you know, in the next two years and you can easily trade in your home all across the country, right? So when we're in 40 markets or we're in 70 markets, no matter where you're moving, and you as an agent can utilize this to your advantage, right? Like I could, I could move to Raleigh right now, shout out to the hometown people, <laughs> and I could sell my home to Open Door and I could buy a home from Open Door and I could do that across the country in less than 30 days, right? Sell it, pick it, move it. That's, That's all you gotta like do. mind blowing. And so as an agent, you then are looking at clients who uh, are moving across the country. You still have the ability to like be a, an integral part of that and facilitate that transaction and like, collect a referral off of that, right? Yeah. And like provide service. That's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, you made me just consider um, the TED Talk that Elon Musk did like about a year and a half ago, where he discussed the future of car ownership or really just car sharing, right? right. Um, one of the things, obviously like Uber and Lyft and stuff has changed the like the landscape of that. And in, in fact, if you look right outside this, our office here in Tempe, there's those bird scooters and lime scooters yeah. all over on every corner, which is also another like thing there. Um, and, but Elon Musk was saying, Hey, you know, I could see in a couple of years where like you don't even own your car or you own your car, but almost everybody has like a ride share plan. Mm -hmm. So like you might be at work and your car, believe it or not, could be driving the car yeah. and essentially acting as an Uber. Yeah. For, yeah. For you can you make money make while money you're at work, while you're at work from, your car. from your car. Yeah. So, that when you just talked about like the whole trade in thing, I was like, man, I, okay, I can see that now. I, I see, I, I can see how, how we could get to a point like that. Like that, that's pretty awesome, I think. Well, when you can take like the, the speed and certainty and the convenience aspect and then, uh, you know, double it up by having a really cheap cost of transaction, yeah. right? Like uh, you look at two years ago when I joined, our average fee was like 12.5%, right? Uh, which still, we bought a lot of homes, provided a lot of value. Like we understand there was real demand and value for um, what we were providing. If you look at today, our average cost to transact with sellers like six and a half percent, right? We're essentially on parity with like just the commission paid to an agent, not accounting for buyer concessions and everything else. Uh, so as we continue to maximize our operational efficiency, provide better experience, like get smarter and better with how we operate this and we continue to drive down that cost, us driving down the cost is actually really good for agents because it creates more room in the, in the transaction for, for that value. Wow. Okay. So when you just said that, I, two things came to me and I want to make sure I kind of, we only had about 13 minutes left and I tend to jump all over the place. So I'm going to ask you to help yeah. hold me accountable. So the two things I want to talk about, you went, you drove down the cost. They were basically the average fee was 12 and a half percent. Now it's six and a half mm -hmm. or 12 to six. Um, and so, and then the other thing I want to talk about is because those margins are so thin, what about a shifting market? Because I hear that question all the time. Yeah. So let's answer that one second, but okay. let's go back to the, okay, so what I heard is if you were still doing deals, and I'm presuming there were a lot of deals at 12% fees, what's this, if I'm going, okay, I don't have the operational excellence of an open door, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have the, I can't get my fees down. Like if I started an iBuyer tomorrow, I can't get my fees down to six and a half percent overnight. There's no way. Yeah. But I could probably do it on 12 or 13%. And you just told me that people will sell to you at a 13% discount basically. Mm -hmm. 
or 13% margin yeah. fee, whatever you want to call it. So does that breed, does that breed too much competition? Like how do, cause let's face it, we're in Phoenix. So <laughs> OfferPad is here. Yeah. Zillow started here, right? Yeah. Their, their headquarters are here. There's, and there's other eye buyers, some bigger, some smaller. Mm-hmm. Does that like, Talk to me about that. Is that is that a threat to open doors? Is that a threat to agents? If we have all these, I mean, we've seen the news lately. Keller Williams announced their iBuyer. Uh, Realogy announced their iBuyer. Yeah. I'm sure Redfin will announce an iBuyer soon or whoever else has got one. Uh, I, I don't have any inside information. I'm just, I've made that up. So, and I don't own any of their stock, just to be clear. I just realized I might have said something that got me in trouble for no reason. So at any rate, so, but my question is, is uh, could that, like, yeah. does that dilute this? What does that do? Does it make it better? Does it make it harder? In- well, it's all about moats, right? So, yeah. like, we're carving out a moat, and we're all, you know, working every day at digging that moat deeper and wider, right, yeah. than the day before. Uh, so even if you could come out, uh, you know, you get a bunch of money, you want to come and copy a model, and you can do it at 12% fee, well, why would a seller take your 12% fee when they can take my 6% fee? Right. Um, so you look at there's no shortcuts in this business. Right. This is a very operationally complex business. And we have spent a, a several years now, like learning and messing up and winning and yeah. testing and ideating and just like to drive consistently drive down that cost of transacting while improving the overall experience and seamlessness of the of the transaction and like the consumer experience. Right. So um, obviously, like copycats are everywhere. Right. We were the first ones to sort of like get this funding approved. But then once that cookie cutter is is formed, then, you know, the you know, the money world is going to start like stamping it out. Right. right. Um, so we understand and, and we welcome competitors. Right. Com- competition is only going to like hold our feet to it the fire to ensure things. that we are going to, to deliver a world class experience at the cheapest cost. And like that is what we do every day. Um to just like keep that keep that runway going. Awesome. Um, okay, so now let's shift gears, if you okay. will. Okay, so everyone's talked about in some markets I know are experiencing it where all mm-hmm. of a sudden inventory is creeping up. Yep. We haven't really experienced that yet here in Phoenix. Um, it's it's coming. I don't something's always coming, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't my crystal ball broke a few years ago. And so I don't know if it's happening this month, this year, next year, or the following, whatever. At some point things will shift and values m- might even go back down, right? That could happen at some point too. I guess it always does. Yeah. So one of the common themes I hear is open door and I'm not even say open door. I don't want, I buyers mm-hmm. can't compete in a market that's shifting when the, when it's going backwards, if they can't even make money now, you know, if they're operating on such small margins, then how are they going to survive? Like, how would you answer that? Yeah. Uh, what's very, we get a lot of like the dismissive stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's a flash in the pan. Or, oh, it's just wait till the market turns. Yeah, 400 uh, deals a month is a flash. I, like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it's obviously like one of the very first things you think about, right? Right. Is if we're going to build this model, does it work when the market turns? And if it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to like go into it. Yeah. Um, so like you essentially can like back test the model and like regression against all the major uh, recessions for the past hundred years, right? Uh, we actually perform better in a downturn. Right. It's better for the consumer. It's better for the agent. Uh, and for us, it is all about um, doesn't mean it's a guarantee. Right. Sure. We have to remain hyper vigilant. And it's all in, in anticipating the changes in the market as they're happening in real time. Yeah. If you're even 30 days too late to it, there's a huge like 
hit, right? But if, if values are plummeting or DOM is, is increasing, as long as you see it happening and you can adjust the fee according, because like most of the fee is just the predicted holding cost for the home. Right? Yep. Um, so as long as we can see that happening, you, know, you think if we go back to 2007, 2008, and the, the, you know, the market is just like falling out from the bottom and you needed to move, right? You had a job transfer or whatever it is. You're looking at my home is decreasing like one to 2% a month like steadily at least at least um but you know somebody like open door will come in and buy my house for a fixed cost and i can go ahead and get out of this today like the value the opportunity value increases significantly oh yeah right and when you look at agents in the same thing right being a solution provider in a down market is not easy <laughs> right you look at your options and now when that market starts to turn and whether it's turning in like a dramatic thing like we saw with the with the bubble that that popped a handful of years ago, or just in the case of like, we're probably going to see in many markets soon, like the market just needs room to breathe, right? Yep. You know, the cost of, you know, everything is like pushing the ceiling right now. And it, there is sort of like a sustainability level, right? And so as the market starts to breathe out, uh, we're then still an additional value, right? When, you, when you're looking at how can I sell this home faster, like my client needs to move, but this home's going to spend 55 days on market or 85 days on market or like whatever it is. Uh, how can we like change the paradigm, right? And the only way to win when you are in like an odds against you scenario is to change the paradigm on the field in which you're playing. Uh, you just made me think of something. Um, there is a, one of, one of uh, John Maxwell's books, he, he, one of the ones that he talks about leadership, almost all of them. Uh, he, he said something to the effect of uh, the, influences leadership the person in the room who has the most influence has the most leadership mm -hmm. and that's actually what i just heard is okay so if we're in a like a, let's go backwards right when the market was was actually regressing a percent or two every month sometimes more um and i have a solution where you could move you could sell today like i that's the most scarce resource probably at that time right and so to me that goes yeah you probably can survive as long as you can figure out the obviously it's the exit strategy to it, which is I'm going to go ahead and assume you guys have that part pretty nailed too when you do that many transactions. Um, but you you also said something else I want to key in on, which is uh, you, you talked about going backwards with modeling, basically modeling this backwards in time through the past recessions uh, that that we that this country has had, and it, it reminded me of one of the most uh, most successful like hedge fund managers and investors, Howard Marks was on a podcast recently that I listened to and he talked about, listen, you can't predict the future, but you can study the past and you can see the trends and you can see what's happened. And it should give you a good idea of what could happen in the future. Right. You can't predict it, but you might be able to figure out what could happen if you're, if you're a student of it. And, and what I heard is because you're absolutely student of it. Uh, you know, something, even in my business, Oh, anytime Fred and I have wanted to make like a change to our financial structure, whether that be spending more or spending less or doing this or doing that, one of the things our coach has always forced us to do is, like, okay, great. So now let's go backwards 12 months. Go ahead and, you know, put that fee or put that new structure in your books over the last 12 months and let's go see how it changes things. Yeah. Not from a don't do it, but just be real, real, be real about what happens when you start doing this thing, because a lot of us go in real estate as agents, we go, we get one more deal. 
that's how people sell us stuff is like, right. well, you only got if you just sold one more deal a month yeah. or one more deal a year, it would pay for itself, right? And if I did that for the ten things that I need, yeah, <laughs> now I got to double my business. Yeah, it turns out now I have to work full time. <laughs> and so, you know, the the reality is, is uh, that's a really smart business lesson that uh, I just caught. So thank you. Um, it's as a as a nice reminder, and hopefully some of our listeners caught that as well. So all right, we got a couple minutes left. What like any last parting shots? I know one of the things uh, you had mentioned to me uh, we talked about is you guys have a discount for um, homeowners for our agents, right? So if they've yeah. got if any of our agents listeners have a client that would like to get an offer from Open Door, you guys have a special for them right now that they can grab. So can we yeah. share that and then any kind of parting thoughts that you'd like to share? Sure. Yeah. So if you go if you have a seller you're looking to provide a solution for them, be it an active listing, an upcoming listing. Uh, go to opendoor.com slash next level agents um, that should be live this afternoon and you can request an offer through there and anyone who uses that that link will give a $500 credit to the seller towards their closing cost um, at close of escrow. Awesome. So today I'll come in and I'll drop a comment in with the link and people can always like click right through there. Very cool. Use it. Awesome. Cool. So um, we'll do that. And then uh, first of all, dude, thank you very much. Yeah, I really yeah, appreciate it. I'm you. so glad we got to do this. Uh, I, we should have like, Maybe we should have done this on location though at Echo or some other coffee shop. So maybe we'll do that yeah. next time. So yeah. we'll do we a part do, two. We'll make it a monthly thing. Um, <laughs> so number one, thank you for doing that, uh, for 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 having this conversation again with me. And then number two, like any at all, like final questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to share with us as a as an agent community, whether that's actually specifically to next level agents or or the listeners here, or just the overall real estate community? Yeah, well, we wanna like one, learn from you, and two, work with you. So if you've got questions, ideas, like I'm a member of the group, you know, you yeah. see me in there uh, bantering around, like find me, DM me, Instagram, Twitter, email me, whatever it is, yeah. my information's like very much out there. Like wanna hear from everybody, um, especially if you're in a market that we're in and we're not working together right now, like let's, let's get going. So, um, and if you've got, questions or anything else like i'm just super available and whether we come back on and we do something else like this if there's demand yeah. for it um or people want to you know hit me up and talk in real life i'm happy to happy to do it that'd be awesome too and i know uh not just you but i've seen eugene in the group as well so mm -hmm. eugene is uh is, is also there at open door uh with you and uh, you, you guys have been really accessible to us as agents which is something i appreciate because um it says a lot about you guys your your guys uh willingness as a company to just be open and embracing of the community that you're in. So I, I think that's awesome. So uh, I hope that you guys got something out of this today. If you have a question, drop it in the comments. Tyler will, I promise he'll come back. He'll answer those questions. Um, feel free to reach out to him directly. Feel free to reach out to me directly. I've, I've known Tyler for a while now and uh, gotten to know him and, and some of his, and some of his coworkers. And truth is I really like what you guys are doing. Uh, I know that sounds silly to some agents to hear me say that because Again, a lot of agents still see you as a threat, but the reality is, is I see you guys as an ally. And just like I do, like later on today, I'm getting together with other agents who I'm quote competing with to talk about how we make our business better. Yeah. We call that a mastermind, right? So we're literally having a conversation about how we grow and compete against each other more fiercely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, like I said, we've done, I think, three deals in the last three months together. Yeah. Like, Hit them up, and you people want to know from you probably more than want to yeah. know from me about what the transactions actually totally. like. Like absolutely, like yeah, we're not shy about um, 
about our experience we provide. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share share any of that too. So if you're in one of the markets uh, and you're thinking about doing a deal and you want to know, hey, okay, what is it really like? Is there something different that they didn't talk about today? You can reach out to me. It's okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. You can reach out to Fred. He'll tell you the truth. Uh, nothing to hide, like totally transparent with these guys. So again, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you yeah, uh, appreciate and your it. friendship, man. And I appreciate uh, just like as a, as a business guy who, who is like also a fan of business, I appreciate what you guys do as a company. And uh, it's I think it's pretty cool to watch. So thanks a ton for coming on today. Cool. Sounds good. Awesome. See you guys. See you guys later. Have a great uh, end of your day.